Leaders have to have the skin of a rhinoceros, thick and sensitive. When you are working in education, you hear a lot of mantras about the life of the principal. That's why they make the big bucks, people would say when it came to making hard decisions. It's a lonely job was one I never quite understood until I stood alone. Teachers, students, parents, fellow administrators, all these people are there with the principal every day. How could it possibly be lonely? Post-COVID, we are getting multiple requests for leadership coaches. We are hearing from those currently in the field that principals need more than a thought partner. They need a friend who understands the role, what they are going through, and who can help them lead forward. One of the hardest lessons I had to learn as a principal was that my peer group shifted the minute I moved into a leadership position. I had been a teacher in the same district for two years prior to becoming an administrator. I spent time together with my teacher friends. We supported each other when things got tough. Our kids played together, and suddenly those same friends saw me as an adversary. They believed I was making decisions to stick it to them personally. I was ready to lead, and some of my teachers were distracted by the positional power of the principal. This hurt my feelings. I was oblivious to the effects that their perception of positional power would have on the relationship I had with my peers. I was still the same person. I stood for the students we served, and I still believed that my colleagues had the best interests of students at heart. I was focused on leadership, while some were concerned with the power structure. And to say I was devastated was an understatement. And then it got worse. Naive me kept on keeping on, learning my job, disciplining students, focusing on learning and leading school improvement. I was on my way home from a three-day school improvement retreat that I hosted with 10 teachers when one of the teachers let the cat out of the bag. It seems union leadership across the district had been quite disgruntled and had conducted a district-wide survey about administrators and they had published the survey and put it in the teacher's lounge in the district. I might add that at this point in my administrative career, I had yet to make any earth-shattering changes. While I had a few difficult conversations, there were no formal grievances, no visits to my office by anyone to tell me they were upset, and no blatantly disgruntled employees. The anonymous and antidotal comments shredded me and my credibility and were made public. Respondents claimed that I had poor communication skills, lacked integrity, lacked the ability to do the job. I was crushed. And further, I didn't know what to do. There were countless unfounded statements, and I had no way to defend myself. Further, while I was proud of the work I was doing, it broke my heart that others would strike out at me personally questioning the work in which I so believed. When I talk to other principal leaders, I hear similar stories. When the mob, like the one from Beauty and the Beast, has labeled them the monster and is coming for them, wooden bats and spears in hand, it gets a little bit frustrating and scary. One of our former leadership coaches talks about a meeting they had in their former school community when he looked out at his fellow administrators and he realized they were hoping he would fail. I have a former colleague who shares a story of teachers sitting in a staff meeting, some with protest signs and some with their back to him. There is something about the hierarchy of the principalship that creates an us versus them mentality in some people. I knew where those survey comments came from. 
The teacher who I would not allow to leave at noon every day to pick up her child from school. Uh, there were kids in her classroom. The teacher who spent money, school money, without approval. Mm, managing the school budget is a key responsibility of the job. There were a few quietly disgruntled people who took a shot at getting even for decisions that I made in the best interest of students and the school. And it was at this point when I thought the world was against me that I decided the type of leader I needed to be for the students I serve. So what did I do? I did nothing. And my colleagues said and did it all. I received flowers from the Director of Human Resources. Union members sent scathing letters to their own executive board criticizing the survey and the publication. My superintendent never once questioned my communication skills, my integrity, or my leadership skills. He knew the claims were unfounded. And still, it hurt my feelings. This was in the early 2000s, before apps and memes were popular. And probably the early version of memes were those short video clips that played to music and had meaningful messages behind them. And I can't remember what this early meme video was about, but I knew we shared it at a staff meeting and one of the messages was about leaders and that leaders have to have the skin of a rhinoceros, thick and sensitive. One of my teachers said to me, Sherry, that's you. You are doing good things. You need to have the skin of a rhinoceros. Keep on doing the great work. It took grit. It took a commitment to doing the right things for kids and it took being okay with being unliked. It took all of those things to be an effective leader, and it still does today. In our work, we see a lot of principals, experienced and inexperienced, working to keep their teachers happy in unproductive ways. It is very important to respect teachers and to support them. You have to build positive relationships with them, and you have to nurture their continuous improvement. They work hard, and they deserve all the support we can give them. But when principals start allowing behaviors that are counterproductive to learning and the culture in order to keep the peace, Houston, we have a problem. The truth is, skilled principals use positional power to lead their schools to greatness. Positional power allows the effective school leader to set expectations, demonstrate values, and drive the school culture so that you can lead. When I realized that the comments on the survey came from a loud minority, and I realized that every decision I made and would continue to make was in the best interest of students, and I realized that there are people in the world who are mean and spiteful and will try to cause chaos to protect their own dysfunction, I knew I was going to be okay. Between you and me, I filed a copy of that survey in a folder called BS. I still have that file, by the way. I knew that I had the skin of a rhinoceros and I could take the crap, I could be sensitive to people's needs, and I could be the leader my students and my school needed me to be. And so can you. Join us for our next episode of The Principalship, The Worst Job I Ever Loved. <laughs>